Well, you're listening to the entertaining Two Ramblers podcast where middle-aged guys talk Ramblers hoops from a very different perspective. I'm your host with the jokes from the class of 1994, Dauber, and from the class of 1998, it's the analyst with the attention to details, even when he's driving across the country with his family in a car, listening to the Ramblers on the internet, Sammy D. Welcome in, Sammy D. So good to talk to you about this great win yesterday. Oh my gosh. It was a thing of beauty. Except I didn't see it until much later. <laughs> well, I'm sure it was good to hear nonetheless. I mean, you could kind of follow the end, I'm sure. I, 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 it, I don't know if you've listened to a game from the road, um, or, or a road game on the road, if you will, because uh, as I was driving across the great Commonwealth of Virginia. Um, but it, it's such a strange experience because they have piped in, you know, kind of like basketball noise in the background because the guys that are, play, are calling the game are in Chicago while the team was down in Missouri at Missouri State. And so it, it's something, I think it's a COVID thing because they don't travel with the team. But it was just, it was odd because at different points, like, hey, we got a timeout and you hear the squeaking of shoes and all that kind of stuff. So it was a little strange, but but it was a good game to, to hear them watch, if you will. Uh, so, but yeah, I win. I, there's not a great way to do this with podcasting since podcasting is really like an asynchronous like art form and where it, yes. where it downloads a file. But I would love to do a, a Manning Brothers kind of uh, treatment on a game. <laughs> Yes, but I just don't think we could pull it off because there's no way we could really sync it uh, with a stream. I mean, pretty much. I mean, even when I watch on YouTube TV, I feel like it's a second off of live mm-hmm. play. Maybe because when I was at the game, I turned on YouTube TV uh, to watch a replay, and it's like you know it's seconds behind. So there's no way I think we could sync audio or make it make it decent. No one could watch watch and listen to us and no one's just going to listen to us. I'm sure we're I'm sure we'll be entertaining, but I don't think we could really pull off the whole broadcast feel. We really need the uh the, the audio. Maybe, maybe Twitch, you know? Cuz I've seen some guys do it on Twitch. Yeah, watch just, a game. But, I just I don't know. But I I think it would be too difficult. I mean, the only the, it would be fun. The only thing that I think would be wor- worth possibly doing is uh, like rewatching a game and doing a screencast and maybe just for a funny, like, I don't know, for a funny sequence or something, like just call like a five minutes and post that on Twitter. I don't know. Like the end of the game, right. an end of the game sequence or something. Well, I don't know. Two Rainbow fans, you let us know on Twitter at Sammy Dopshoots or at Matt Dopshoots. You, you let us know if that's something you'd be interested in seeing. Uh, just like you, everyone was interested in enjoying themselves as they rewatched the video of Dabber leading the 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 dance uh, number from the Illinois State game. I, I saw a number of folks who were retweeting that video this weekend of saying, "You know, I'm feeling like this after this win." And, you know, wow. So, well, um, that that brings me to a point, Sam. We need to we need to have a, a private two rambler conversation. Okay. Here's my feeling about a fan podcast. You ready for this? Yes. We're fans. Yep. And the people listening are fans. What are we fans of? The Ramblers. Ramblers. Yes. 
Are there two Rambler fans? Eh, I think there's two Rambler likers, two Rambler. Yeah, we want to be a part of the two Rambler community conversation. But really, without the Ramblers, we're nothing. I mean, you know, no one's listening to. I mean that that one podcast that we did where the Ramblers weren't playing, no one listened to. (laughs) I mean, like my parents listened to it. Our, Our parents listened to it. Um. So, so I think, and I think they turned it off halfway through. So we just have to embrace that. We we have to embrace that. Just like I embraced leading the wolf pack in kind of a fourth, a four minute uh, thing. By the way, they did throw up the fours last night, and and the and the fours is where this game was won. Uh, If if you look at if you go right to the four minute mark. Uh, you will see fours uh, held up on the sidelines, and I'm I'm like, here we go, and yep. I, I I felt confident uh, in this last four minutes. Um, even when they got within one, I I was still feeling very very confident at the end of this game. But tell me what yes. you saw. Tell me what you saw throughout this game. Uh, I mean, this is a great road win. I wanted to play some road music. Actually, I actually queued up some road music here. Um, I didn't. I didn't play this because it was a little too much at the beginning, but I wanted a. I was looking for a road dog theme. Where my dogs at? We right here, dog. Where my dogs at? Right here, dog. Where my dogs at? Yeah, so it's a little, it's a little hot. It's a, it's a little too. Uh, it's maybe a little too off message for the two Ramblers. It's, it's, it's Aesop Ferg and Aesop Rocky. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a little too much. It's called Pops, the song. Um, Anyway, shout out to shout out to Aesop Rocky though, who uh, is um, who's with um, uh, Rihanna, and they're going to have a baby together. So shout oh, out to yes. to be a young rapper in the uh, in the twenty uh, twenties. Uh, this is well, you got you got the you got life on a silver platter right now. I think if you're a a hot young rapper. So anyway, go go ahead back to back to the game. Um, you're looking confused. What's going on? Looking? I'm just waiting for you to give me the ball, Chief. <laughs> I thought you were looking at Brianna. Rihanna, saying. you're like, Rihanna's pregnant? Really? I mean, No, no, I, I did know that. I did know that. You Rihanna. did know that. Bump. Okay. Yeah, I, I, it came across my feed the other day, and I'm like, okay, wow. Aesop Rocky, go for, good for you, kid. Um, yes. All right, so let's talk about the game. Yes, let's do. So as I was listening to the game and listening to the great uh, – feed uh, i mean I, I thought the play by play was great um because they really pointed out something that i really thought was intriguing and, and i've always said this about the ramblers this year is the one weakness is our big men or at least in the sense of from a defensive standpoint where if they have a quality big man he can wreak havoc and as i like to say it in the game, if broken up into quarters, the first 10 minutes of the game, Gage Prim had his way. I mean, it was ugly what he was able to do in that, that first half. Um, but what was encouraging to see was that he, the Rambers made adjustments in that second 10 minutes and then definitely in the second half. And he literally, in the first half, he had 17 points, and I think, and then uh, seven rebounds. And he ended the game with 21 points. And so he, and I think two of those were free throws. Um, so he had one field goal in the second half. And it was really encouraging because everyone's talking about adjustments for the, the team. And so um, 
the team made adjustments in the middle of the game as well as at the half to shut him down and really made the 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 Bears, uh, Missouri State, really struggle offensively. And it showed is like their offensive sets were just not effective and they were just chucking up, you know, shots left and right. And which was then reflected in the fact that they shot, uh, you know, 40% for the game and 19% from three. Uh, and it was just, it was really, it was exciting to see that here from the defensive standpoint after the game that they had uh, against in Chicago, where the Ramblers really came out defensively, played well, played effectively, made some adjustments at the halftime, and then really came out victorious. Now, I heard something, and maybe you heard this um, uh, after the last game, the loss to the to the Bears. Uh, Drew was on the phone with Porter Moser for like two hours talking about this game. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Do you hear yeah. that? Yeah, and and specifically how to deal with Isaiah Mosley and and maybe some strategy and um and while I'm not I don't have the attention to detail I I, I did never coach basketball I don't I don't really know a lot about sets and stuff like that the announcers did keep mentioning that the defense was changing at different points calling out there were zones at different points there was mm-hmm. other things where um they were letting um. Uh, I'm, I'm going to throw this off. Uh, they were leaving Donovan Clay uh, to double team. I don't know if they were double teaming Mosley or Prim. Who were they double teaming? A lot of times they were double teaming uh, Prim, but also Mosley. Um, but what they the one defensive set that they called out um, effectively was they would he called it uh, doubling uh, up, which basically you leave the the five so Hudson um, Welch they would double from their position leave prim to go double Mosley or whoever was bringing up the ball which was mostly that you Lukai Patterson you know cause a little bit of havoc and then they were in scramble mode for their offensive set and so it really kind of you know tweaked them and so which is an unusual way to do it because you're normally don't leave a man who's close to the basket, but they were choosing to, you know, throw off them offensively by doubling the the point guard from the center position, which, which wouldn't make sense because of what Prim did in the first half, but it really worked effectively in the second half that they then couldn't get him the ball. So they're like, Hey, we're not going to allow you to get Prim the ball. And that's how we're going to defend him. And I thought that was a really, uh, I thought it was a brilliant move uh, from a coaching change that if they're if prim doesn't get the ball then he can't score which showed that's what he did and the same thing for mosley is he never got the ball in a way that was effective and he was you know four for 14 whereas in the game in chicago he was i think i can't remember the the numbers but he shot way more efficiently there and he only got to the line four times um so it was it was so much a better game defensively than the one in Chicago, and that was just really encouraging to see, especially going down the road as they begin this uh, final stretch in the last um, second half of the Missouri Valley Conference. Well, and it, it was interesting too. I mean, they definitely were frustrating Isaiah Mosley. He looked upset through the whole game, uh, even in the last minute or two. He just looked really. Uh, kind of off and, and, and upset. I don't know if he was upset with the calling or this team or, or whatever was going on in the game. He just looked out of it. And then even though um, 
Uh, Patterson had a, had a pretty good game, six for eight, two for three from three-pointer. Um, uh, he seemed out of rhythm, um, getting some fouls at different points. He seemed very upset. I thought he was going to get tacked, uh, teed up at one point. Yeah. And, and, and I think when your point guard is is getting uh, agitated, even though he didn't have any turnovers, which was interesting. I would have swore he would have had a, tur- had a turnover. I thought, I, I'm looking at that right now, and I'm like, he didn't have any but turnovers? I, I, but, but here's what I'm thinking happened. And, I, and, and again, I'd have to watch the game closely to see Patterson. I wasn't studying Patterson as he was playing. But here's what I'm thinking. He came up, and then he would go into – he'd pass off to a guy or whatever he would do – to distribute, and then that guy would either take a, a, a not a quality shot or something, and then they were the ball was back to the Ramblers. I, right. I think exactly. he was getting frustrated that they were not getting quality possessions, especially at the beginning of the game. You know, it looked like uh, you know Gage Prim was you know doing whatever he wanted. Yeah, and so I'm sure that in the second half, it, who is it? How do you say it, Luke? Lukai? Lukai. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure Lukai Patterson. Was um, was getting frustrated in the second half because it wasn't working. Yeah, and then as they, you could see it, or at least I could hear it. I should say um, that as they became more and more frustrated, then Mosley then took it upon himself, like, "Oh, I'm just going to score." And I think that played exactly into what Valentine wanted to do defensively because then he was taking ill-advised shots, and then they even called it out at least two times, if not more, where he took a shot and. Gage Prim was like shaking his head, like, "What are you doing? Like, dude, I, I was unstoppable in the first half, and you're, sh- you know, shucking up these threes from, you know, O'Fallon, Missouri, and it's like, like you're not even close." So, a shout out to O'Fallon Brewery, a great, great, there you go. great Missouri uh, beer. Um, but uh, no, what I was going to say too, and, and and let's say let's say this, we we I think had some great defense again. Against Isaiah Mosley, we had something, some schemes that were um, uh, that were uh, working against him, but he was working against himself too. I mean, even oh, yeah. no, uh, no, 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 yeah. he had open looks and he was clanging, clanging the basket uh, a couple times. And even the 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 announcer said, "Hey, that was an open look. I mean, that's a good look there for him." He, he yeah, normally- but it is as I my my good friend Pete Carroll uh, said, not the coach from the saints but uh cornell's um captain from the early 90s wait um, wait wait wait. Pete carroll went to the saints no he's seahawks seahawks sorry okay. seahawks. Okay. seahawks i thought saints, he I, I thought i missed no. some news i missed <laughs> no, the bears seahawks. i missed the bears coach signing the other day my <laughs> buffalo bill neighbor told me about it he's like hey what do you think about the new coach i'm like uh i was uh I was uh, doing a ramblers podcast this morning and i didn't check out the bears news Yes, Bears have a new coach and GM. Uh, they signed the GM, and then he turned around and signed the coach. So, Eberflus, Flusy, or Flus. So, anywho, back to the Ramblers. That's uh, our that's our Bears segment for the two Ramblers podcast. But so Mosley, it's like if you're off rhythm as a shooter, and you're and you're frustrated, then when you do get those open looks, that you're just not right. And so that's why they always talk about, you know, getting in rhythm and getting in rhythm as a shooter. And he was so out of rhythm the whole game. And, and that's a credit to Lucas and a here uh, because their defense really shut him down. And it, it, again, this goes back to 
from even the game in Chicago, the refs did not insert themselves into this game where then all of a sudden you take them out because of silly fouls. They allowed them to play. They didn't, they didn't play like rough, but it was like, Hey, you allowed them to play defense defense. And it showed. You got the dog in there? What's going on in there? I'm watching. I'm watching this on the feed, and he keeps tur- <laughs> he keeps looking around. What do you have? The puppy in there? Yeah, the puppy. They got the the new pup. The new uh, pup's Ginger. name is I- Iggy for Ignatius. <laughs> yes. Ignatius Loyola. Uh, no, what is it? Ginger. Ginger. Like Ginger Rogers. Kind of. She's got a little red hair. So Ginger Snap. Uh, kind of a Ginger Snap. She's got red hair, reddish tint. And uh, I'll post some pictures on Twitter so everyone can enjoy the cuteness. But, okay. Well, it's really um, distracting but you. But she's Let's a puppy. Get, she's three months old. Get your so she's like, I'm sorry. She's <laughs> chewing something that she's not supposed to chew. So. Okay, great. Um, but I'm, I'm here. I'm with you. I got the, I got the cans I'm on. I'm telling so. you, every once in a while, this guy's like flipping around in his seat, and I can't see what he's doing. It's like, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, hey. Uh, as much as I love uh, the schadenfreude of talking about what went wrong for the Missouri State Bears, especially after their, their beatdown of us at the Gentile Center, yes. let's talk about what Ramblers did. Let's talk about some good uh, yes. Ramblers. What are some of the things you saw from the Ramblers that you liked, uh, especially on offense and, and, well, I was defense too, but what what did you see that, in this game? Well, I... I loved two things. One, I love the the intensity that Lucas brought by, you know, driving to the basket. There were a number of times where he drove, um, same with Braden. Uh, here, you know, he was athletic. Um, seven rebounds for a, or eight rebounds for a here. Great to see. But the thing that just jumped out to me in this game was Tate Hall. He looked confident. And, and there's always been those games up leading up to this point where he defensively looks like that and looks confident, but then offensively just is like doesn't look right. And he's just questioning his his skills and his shot and just has this puzzled look, whereas yesterday there was no puzzling whatsoever. I mean, he looked sharp. Uh, he was 5 of 8 from the field, 3 of 4 from three-point land, and all the ones that went in were just you know, just really pure. And so, you know, a shooter's on when it's pure, when it doesn't clank at all. And so that was really encouraging to see, especially moving forward. Uh, if he can be that guy off the bench, so you know you're bringing off the bench, Tate Hall, and then throwing in um, Hudson as he comes off the bench, and then even Hudson slash Welch. Welch had a really good game where he was, effective and just it had great energy um and so it was just like if the bench play can be what really uh, i thought was the difference in the game where they had we had 23 points to their five so it's like here is an opportunity where our team really shows our depth i mean we played 10 guys to their eight um and it was just it really showed in the second half as they cycled some guys in but cycled in effectively and they played well and it was great to see well i uh was curious about what uncle jeffy would pick for the matt hawes hammer player of the game uh partly and i put him put him a little bit on uh on point here or put i was uh 
I was kind of testing him here uh, because he has not been a Tate Hall supporter this year. He's been kind of down on Tate Hall. Well, there has been a number of games where Tate Hall has gone missing. So I, uh, I asked Uncle Jeffy to tell us the Matt Hammerhaw's player of the game and I don't know who he picked. It's it's on the pad here. I'm going to hit play, and let's let's see if he recognizes game in Tate Hall. Hey boys, Uncle Dobber asked me to let you know who I thought was the Matt Hawes Hammer player of the game, and without a doubt, it's Tate Hall. Uh, 13 points on five for eight from shooting, three for four from three point range, and 27 minutes coming off the bench for the Ramblers today. Go Ramblers! So there you go. Uh, Uncle Jeffy uh, has to recognize Tate Hall's game yesterday. It was a, it was definitely kept us in the game. There were a couple of a uh, couple of those threes in the in the in the uh, the second half, which really kept us in it and kept us ahead. And and so yeah, definitely, I I agreed with that. So I just I was curious what he would say. I was waiting for a uh, hero guac is your player, <laughs> or, some, <laughs> or Tom Welch with his with his three pointer. It was great to see a Tom Welch three pointer, though. I have to say that I'm not. He's joking. got a, he's got a really pretty shot. I I like his form, and, and so. Well, let's hope those keep falling. I mean, that that I, would be I'm great if he could come off the bench, uh, spot uh, spot in for Knight, uh, I mean, and then make some he, threes. He, he had a yeah. I mean, because Knight obviously did not have the game that we've all been accustomed to him, but that was because of foul trouble. But even in the minutes that he did have, I thought they were very effective minutes because um, they were all basically in the second half, um, where you know he. Like I just even the last two minutes of the game where he had the four fouls and he played so effectively, even though he didn't he didn't get that fifth and that was just like that was awesome to see. I mean, um, but you bring in Tom Welch or twelve minutes, eight points, and um, two rebounds. It was like that's the energy that we want from him, where he just bangs a little bit. You know, even. He's got five fouls to play with if he can use them effectively, but it's just like I love I love the energy that he brought into the game, uh, and so yeah, if he again that's your that's your ninth and tenth player off the bench. If the Ramblers are utilizing and getting quality minutes out of your ninth and tenth guy off the bench, then the team is doing really well. And this is what I, I, I think I was cautioning Rambler fans after the loss to Drake was like, everyone's freaking out. Like, we're going to, I'm like, guys, relax. These last two games are the Ramblers that we know. And so going forward, this is the team that everyone was thinking was coming into the Valley season. And that was an anomaly that week because it was four games and in, in nine days. And it was just like, that was weird. So yes, we should have won all four. But now let's move forward. We go nine and zero in this second half, and all is right with the world. Well, I'm not complaining about a nine point win on the road, and and I still think there's some stuff to clean up. I mean, um, uh, Knight didn't get any shots, uh, and and uh, Jacob missed a couple point blank range shots. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm saying if if let's say Knight kicks in, you know three or four buckets, Hudson, you know gets a couple more. This game's twenty point lead. I yeah, mean, no there doubt. was one point where no there, was, there was one point where we 
coughed it up in two possessions in the paint. And, and I was like, we'd have a 10 point lead right now if, if this didn't happen. And then it was like within four or something like that. I mean, it was like one of these situations where we should be up big and now we're, now we're scrambling again. Um, so it, it still feels like there's room to grow, but I'm not complaining about this at all. This is, this is a great game. Um, but I want to, I want to call out the JB's giant play of the game. Yes. And for, for two Ramblers fans, I, I have picked this. I told Sam, I've got it covered. I, 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 you know, I, I assigned uncle Jeffy, the, uh, the Matt Hammer Hawes player of the game. And I, I feel so convinced about this. I could not let Sam possibly pick another play. So here it is. Let me set it up. It's four minutes left. Yep. And around, around for second, second half. Okay. It's four minutes left in the game. Yep. And Missouri state, and you can look at the exact, you know, time, but Missouri state has come within one at the four forty eight mark. Okay, so we are holding up the fours. We're we're playing. We're 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 up one. Crucial possession. Um, and now I'm forgetting what the what 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 how what set up the play. Um, it's okay. So Norris has the ball. He's bringing the ball. Uh, kind of in, um, and um, uh oh, the dog's not. I got, okay. I got, I'm okay. on you. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm listening. Norris Jake, brings the ball up. Okay, Norris brings the ball up. Uh, Jacob Hudson comes and looks like he's going to set a pick or one of these sort of moving whatever. Mm-hmm. Then he cuts back into front. He's in, he he kind of drops back, puts his hand up, wants the ball. Yep. Okay. And I think, okay, Huddy's going to try to, you know, try to get to the hoop or something. Right. Norris throws him in the ball. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And yep. with with just point guard p- precision, uh, Huddy back passes the ball to a to a slashing Ugwok from the corner, who comes in and does a reverse to go up by three. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a it was a great call on the radio side or the audio side. Uh it just like I hear like literally just coming in out of nowhere and it was a great great assist. Yeah, I I mean, I I called out an assist by Huddy uh I think it was Huddy a couple a couple weeks ago or or and uh and then Chris Knight had that great assist to Brandon Braden Norris uh, a few weeks ago. So I love it when the big men are passing. And um and so it, it, I, I just love that play, and I love it was those two guys. I mean, obviously, yes. uh, Ugwak had a good game, and and Huddy, you know, Huddy was in there banging around with Gage Prim, and and um, and and so it was just cool to see those two guys at such a crucial moment, right? Put us up by three, and of course, you know what happened on the next possession. We we get a quick, we get the ball back. They don't score. Yep. And then Lucas comes down, and what did uh, what did Will Alcott on Twitter say? He deleted his man <laughs> off the dribble. He de- I've never heard of that. It's like I, he I he deleted right. his man off the dribble, and then just 
uh, made space and smoked a three and yep. and that um that put will step back the, the step back three yeah yep. and that put will alcock on the floor he he <laughs> just he just i watched this very closely very intently on the bench he he starts sliding as the ball's in the air maybe to get a better view and by the time the ball goes through the hoop He's completely laid out on the floor. The rest of the Ramblers are all jumping up, and he's on the floor. And um, and then as they're celebrating, and and the the uh, the announcers are like, "Boy, those those Ramblers bench, they're not losing any energy." Uh, and uh, you know they make a comment, and then you see uh, a couple of the guys at the end of the bench have to help Will Alcock up. So it was a great yes. team moment uh, to see. Uh, um, but as Will Alcock said, what are you going to do when he, when he deletes his man off the dribble like that? You just, you know, you just have to, you, what you, fall, on you fall on the floor. So, uh, so I, I love that. Um, so, um, so shout out to the bench. And by the way, uh, I screen capped this and put it on Twitter, uh, yes, cause I thought it was, was so good. I thought it was so funny, but if you look at my screen caps, you gotta, don't just look at Will on the floor. You gotta look at the um the face that ty uh is making <laughs> um it's that kind of like what's that what's the, what do they call it what do the kids call it when you got that that that's that like it, it's like a stink face or something it's yeah. like I, there's a word for it there's a word for it he just has this nasty f- face uh yep. when lucas makes that ball and it is the funniest picture i almost wanted to call out that because that was just as funny as will on the floor uh is the face that ty is making um so yeah the bench shout out to the bench they're they were really into that game all right yeah, i lost bench, sam ginger's bench, being bad bench bench mob was on point for that for that and it was i, I think was also really exciting to see and um from an offensive standpoint that they proved again why I think they're the best team. Because not only are they effective offensively, but they're effective defensively. Uh, shout out to Joe Chrisman, uh, former Rambler um, guard from the early aughts, or the mid-aughts, I think, or the 18. Or, he, was in the, he was in the teens. Anyway, but he called it like, they're basically, the Bears are playing Ole defense in the second half, and the Ramblers were not. And so it was just like, well, Lucas really showed it was like not only did he score 19 points, but he locked down Mosley. So once again, showing why I think he should be the Larry Bird player of the year. But I think Mosley may get it because of all the points. But Lucas is playing such great defense that he may get may not get credit for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think when we were talking about the Larry Bird a few weeks ago, um. Lucas was scoring at a high level and uh and he's had a couple off games, you know, between now and then. Obviously defense is still pretty much on point. So I I think it's gonna be difficult because he just doesn't have the gaudy numbers or gaudy numbers, right? right? He's gaudy, got the nineteen, yeah. the twenty one. He doesn't have the thirties and the forties. Yeah, he's not averaging twenty points a game like Mosley is. Yeah. And even when they show you know, they're they're showing us on the, you know, they're showing us. They're showing Lucas on the bird watch. And right. you see that, yeah, you see that average points per game, and it just looks like, oh, well, he's not. But but if it was a true MVP, I, I mean, 
it's it's a it's it's a real horse race because you take Lucas Williamson off this team, I think we have you know four lo- four more losses than we have. Oh, no doubt. Um, you know, and 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 maybe Mosley's the same thing. Maybe maybe they're you know maybe Missouri State's a middle of the pack you know, kind of team too. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to tell. I mean, this is sort of, I mean, isn't this what sport fans always do? They're always like trying to yeah. this guy versus that guy. I mean, and really doesn't matter. I mean, we know Jordan's the best. I mean, you could, you could, you could talk all about LeBron you want, but it's like, it's in some ways it becomes, you know, who you like or what do you, it, right. it doesn't really matter. So, well, how about, uh, what do you think about Bradley this week? Uh, again, I, this is going to be a tough game. I mean, they got a great center and rink mast. Um, so I, I think they may need to pull out the defense that they used uh, against the Bears in this. Again, I, I, it depends on how, if foul trouble plays a role. Because as we've seen in the in the Missouri State loss and the Drake loss, Fouls played a, a role, and then even in the game yesterday, where Chris Knight, you know, basically played eight minutes, I think it was, so nine minutes. So, it, it, how are fouls going to be played um, or called? And so, I, I think it's going to be a great game. I'm really excited to see what this what this team looks like. Um, again, going on the road to Bradley, hostile environment. Um, you know, Tony Segretti and all of his buddies uh, are going to be full throat and ready to you know, sing MVC chants against the, the Ramblers. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm really excited about this one. Cause I think this will show, Hey, is this, is this team for real? Cause if they pull this one, when they pull this one out, I think everyone's going to be on blast that loyal is going to go basically finish off the season. How far is Bradley from Chicago? It's in Peoria. So it's like a three hours, I think. All right, that's. I, I, I think that's outside of my my range. Yeah, yeah, it's, so, out, yeah so, it's outside your range. I can hear you, <laughs> so I I won't yeah. I I won't be able to come and troll uh, the the, uh, the 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 Bradley Braves. By the way, um, that Bradley Braves game. When, I can hear you. That's our most downloaded podcast. By the way. <laughs> By far, <laughs> by far. I don't know why that that one did it, but uh, I think it's because we're trolling Bradley fans in that podcast. But I think yes, um, yes. I think uh, everyone loves trolling Bradley. People fans. love that that podcast. So, um, so yeah, I I don't think I'm going to be able to make it down to Peoria. I, I did look at Illinois State. That was actually closer. Um, I think you could get to normal yeah, in, two, blue, in two hours. Um, so yeah, I, but I. I, you know, I, I didn't plan my travel well with this, with this season. So, um, so yeah, some, some, uh, some, some Rambler fans were asking if we were going to March, Arch Madness. Um, and I, I have not, I don't think I can get that off. So I don't think I can pull that, but March Madness, I think I, I saw one that there was slated like in Greensboro or something like that, or green Greenville. North Carolina or South Carolina, so that was like, ooh, that's kind of close. Yeah, the Arch Madness, uh, I'm I'm interested in, and I know some people have already bought tickets and stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I, I this is going to sound strange, but uh, there's a part of me that I, I'm not a huge fan of St. Louis, and 
And um, <laughs> what I don't want to do is go all the way down to St. Louis and then see one of these see one of these really good Valley teams just catch us on an off day, and then all of a sudden I'm in St. Louis right. going, uh, well, right. what, what, is there a Budweiser tour? <laughs> Let me go in the arch, you know? You know, by the way, my, my wife wanted to go up in the arch when we, we visited with the kids a few years ago. That was the dumbest uh-huh. thing I've ever done. I, I, it looks great from the outside, but going up yep. in the arch actually has is the worst thing ever. There's nothing, uh, it's just not exciting at all. Oh, have you ever been up in the arch? I no, never been. Uh, up don't there. don't do it. It's not worth it. I mean, if, uh, if you want to if you want to go up in a city, go up to like the, the you know the Hancock or the the Ants or whatever. Signature room. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go 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 to a big building and go to the top. Um, you're going to see a much better view than the arch. So anyway, the arch looks cool, but all you got to do is just look at it, take some selfies, and then go on with your day, and you're done. Right. All right. Thanks, so, Robert. So, travel um, tips. Like yeah, travel way. tips. Yeah, don't bother going up in the arch, guys. It's not worth it. Um, uh, anyway, so uh, so I don't know about Arch Madness. I, I'm tempted. I'm kind of – I was on the fence. I'm not sure. Um, I, I'm, I, yeah, I, 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 I was on the fence only because it was like it's the last one and everyone really talks about it. It is a really good time, but uh, getting out of St. Louis is made it be a little more difficult than getting out to some – Well, how about – It's been slated it. How about just a quick one-day trip for Evansville? I still got an extra ticket for that game. Could just end of the season live, live. We could do a live it's uh, on a Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. A live podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, live at well, Bruno's. I'm... Oh, that <laughs> would be pretty sweet. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll 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 talk about that. Uh, anyway, uh, one last question. You and I on Sunday. Um, and I know we'll, pr- we'll probably do a podcast between now and then, but um, you and I is is second. So I, yes. are they really good this year, or are they just strung together a couple of good? I mean, did they beat Drake at home? They beat Drake at Drake. Um, they, I mean, AJ Green, he's good. I mean, he he can be good offensively, uh, but he can also be shut down just like Isaiah Mosley. So um, I. I I don't know. They're, they're again. They're they're an interesting team. So I, I they're up and down. So they've had some effective wins, um, and but they also have had some kind of puzzling losses. So um, we'll see. All right. Well, you've been listening to the Two Ramblers podcast, entertaining. <laughs> uh, Two Ramblers podcast. Um, I'm Dauber, your host, and this is Sammy D, uh, the analyst with the attention to details. Um, one last note: uh, if you are going to U and I on Sunday, I'm going to the alumni reception beforehand. Oh, nice. So I'm not expecting you to come up to me and you know be a be a big two. Boy, I'm botching this ending. You don't have to come up to me, but if you're Just there, say, say hi. Just get it. Say Just hi, five dobber and say, say hi. The dance moves. Yes, I will be there in the uh, the alumni reception. All right, uh, for Sammy D, this is Dobber signing off. Go Ramblers! Go Ramblers! <laughs>